Drink This Beer is brought to you by The Beer Guys. BeerGuysRadio.com is where you need to go to get the scoop on what's going on in craft beer. That's BeerGuysRadio.com. And if you like the show, consider becoming one of our sponsors. Head to Patreon.com slash BeerGuys. That's Patreon.com slash BeerGuys. Welcome to Drink This Beer, a show dedicated to craft beer and the people who make it. Each episode, we'll get the stories behind the brews you love. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Hey, and welcome to Drink This Beer. It's our podcast that talks to the brewers around the country and around the world that make the beer that you love to drink. And I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. And on this episode, we're talking to a brewery from a state that's not typically known for craft beer, but uh, they're rocking it over there. We're going to be talking to Ben Green. He is the head brewer for Mississippi's Southern Prohibition. Again, thanks for joining us today, Ben. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, I'm telling you, uh, you're going to crack open that Belgian yeah, triple I'm right now. Yeah, I'm getting started with the important stuff. I'm going to open a beer here. And, uh, Ben, I just opened your uh, triple, your Belgian-style triple here. Yeah, that is, uh, you're starting big, huh? <laughs> yes. Tim yeah, does not mess you. around. Go big or go home. That's right. But So I've got the most important question of all, Ben. Why start yeah. a brewery in Hattiesburg? Well, that is a good question, and, uh, you know, why would anybody start a uh, brewery in Hattiesburg, let alone uh, anywhere, and as everyone likes to call it around the country, uh, especially on the Weather Channel, the uh, the landmass between Mobile and New Orleans. <laughs> the landmass. That's right. What a name to be known by. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm from Mississippi, um, and our owner, he, uh, he has family in Mississippi, too, and, you know, we... Uh, we chose to open a brewery, a place to where, you know, we, we love the South, we, we love where we're from, and we really wanted to kind of help educate and usher in craft beer in a, uh, at the time, you know, a somewhat barren um, place for craft beer. Ben, that was something that uh, I mentioned kind of before we got on the air here, that uh, I have family in Mississippi, and I lived there more years ago than I care to admit, but I still have a lot of uh, family there, so I come over... And you guys were always one of my go-tos there. You know, I'd, I'd always hit the back. It was just called IPA. You know, you'd put the year on it for whichever uh, release it was. And yep. the uh, Mississippi Fire Ant, those were my those were my go-tos when I'd go over there and, uh, you know, could find those pretty, pretty easily. So it, it was nice having something there because I've been going to Mississippi for many years. And, you know, there was Lazy Magnolia, of course, has been there for a yep. while. But uh, there was not – there's not been a lot of choice in Mississippi. Yeah, that um, it was. Uh, you know, when when I got around drinking age, there were there were not many choices uh, out and about on the shelf. You know, it was basically you could get a couple imports, and then you were just looking at uh, macros and stuff like that. And, um, slowly but surely, we've kind of turned the tide here. You know, now I think there's you know between nine, eleven, depending on um, what you want to call a brewery. There's a couple breweries in planning and stuff like that. So, you know, nine to eleven breweries that have, have popped up. Um, and this is all really based off this law that uh, was changed um, back in, you know, was it 2013, 2012? Mm-hmm. Um, that the alcohol cap, that's what was keeping everyone yeah. from really, you know, striving as a business, as a brewery in the state. Um, so... We're thankful for people like Raise Your Pints. That was kind of the gra- uh, grassroots organization that uh, you know rallied um, rallied behind that wall getting changed and, and and got it done. You know, it took several years, but 
they uh, they fought the good fight for everybody, and now everybody's benefiting from it. And now, just recently, you've got another big law that changed. You have the crazy notion that you can actually sell beer that you make to the consumer directly. That's yeah, craziness. That's, that's crazy. You know, the, the, the world, the sky's falling, so to speak. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We, we know that it's crazy because we can't do it in Georgia yet. So <laughs> September 1st, we'll be caught up soon. That's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. So, so how is that? How is that affect you? I mean, I'm probably too early to tell, but I mean, has it kind of raised your spirits, for lack of a better term, and just kind of uh, pushed uh, the craft beer movement forward in the state? Oh, absolutely! It's it's so exciting because you know, for us specifically, um, it, it's it's expensive to to roll a beer out to market. So you know, when we would brew a brew a batch of beer it's like okay like is this going to be keg only is it going to go out of the state is it you know it, there's all these logistical things to um worry about um it, it's expensive and time consuming so now we can roll out a smaller batch directly out of our uh tap room with you know a, a limited amount um and and really get good feedback from the people that are actually drinking the beer and this goes back to earlier when you know i said we wanted to kind of help educate um, this area that we're from down here in the south, you know, the the tap room's an awesome place to do that. You can you can stick a beer in front of somebody and and talk to them about it and get their feedback, and it, it it's been great. So now, Ben, we are, was your very excited? Now I know on July first you had a huge party and opened the tap room. Was this your first tap room or an expansion? So we went ahead and built out a tap room. Um, because before the actual law um, took effect, we could sell a tour. So we sold a tour for $8, and we were giving people six six-ounce samples. So you're, we're very you're, familiar um, with that yeah. rule, yes. That's the way we <laughs> yeah. do it here right now. Yeah, yeah so you know, we, we were giving people the six six-ounce samples, taking them on a quick tour, um, and then they'd be on their way. Um so, you know, we are, we already had a tap room. We did make some renovations um, to the outside and inside to accommodate uh, more seating and um, some stuff like that. So, But we had the bulk of the uh, work kind of already done. And how was that big party for you on July 1st? I saw, uh, you know, quite a few Facebook posts and such uh, launching yeah. that. It was, uh, it, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. That was kind of a weird weekend with July 4th um, right around the corner and whatnot. But we were pleasantly surprised. Um, at the amount of people that showed up and just kind of all the love in general. Um, we released kind of our first uh, small batch release um, that day, which was great. And, um, you know, it, it went really well. So hopefully, um, you know, a lot more of that kind of stuff on the horizon for us. Very cool. So to, to kind of back up, our guess, switch gears a little bit, craft beer in Mississippi. Now, I was over recently and went to Jackson and I visited Lucky Town, and there's a, I forget the name of it, but there was a barbecue place there that has a pretty good craft beer selection. And uh, the pint, I would imagine. Yes, that is it. That's it. So I went there and had some uh, smoked collard greens and boudin mm-hmm. balls and some beers. That sounds fantastic. By but the way. one thing I noticed there: a lot of the places that are craft beer places still seem kind of a hybrid. Like they still have to serve that macro beer clientele along with the craft beer we're of course in a place like atlanta we have beers that are dedicated totally to craft beer so from what you're seeing where is mississippi on the craft beer spectrum right now would you say that holds true that you you kind of have to consider both sides of the clientele to be successful right now 
You know, I think it really. I think I think a lot of business owners would be surprised if they kind of took that leap, both feet in, and you know, kind of said, you know what, we're a craft beer establishment. We we serve craft beer. You know what? I think they'd be surprised. Um, you know, there's still tons of macro drinkers here. There's tons of macro drinkers across um, the whole United States. So. But I think that um, I think sometimes uh, you know some of these owners are a little bit nervous, and you know some right. of that. Not to talk bad about our distributors by any means, but they, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're in their ear telling them, "Hey, you need a couple of these taps if you're going to want to stay in business." You sure, know? sure. Because um, you know there there could be some merit to that. There, you know, there there are a lot of uh, macro drinkers. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I I think that. Uh, I think it, I think it, we're turning a corner here where, you know, people that, you know, I, I know people firsthand that are diehard Susie B drinkers now. And, um, you know, several years ago, they would have never even, you know, attempted to try anything like that. So people's palates are changing. Um, people in the South in general palates are changing. Yep. And I think um, some of this has to go back to there's, you know, there's this big kind of, local farm to table want to know where your food's coming from you know kind of this emphasis on local locale um so i think that is playing a big part of it um too and now that there's some breweries in mississippi that are actually making beers um people are kind of getting behind them because there's just kind of this sense of pride like hey this is made down the road i went to high school with this dude um so so works there that's my you know my wife's friend blah 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 so and plus, I think it might help too for for you, Ben, uh, being in Hattiesburg. You're in, you're in a college town, Southern Miss, of course, is there. Um, that could help too. For you got a lot of uh, uh, younger people there, maybe more ex- ex- open to experimenting. In general, a little more progressive. Exactly. The rural parts of Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I would say Hattiesburg is, if not the, I would say one of the you know top uh, top cities in the state for um, progressiveness. Um, you know, because our, our college is more of a liberal, liberal arts uh, college than um, anything. Um, you know, we have the hospital here. The uh, the military we have a military base uh, right outside of town, so people from all over the country kind of coming through. So um, we're not we're not as secluded as other parts of uh, Mississippi. Kind of once you get up past Jackson, the population starts kind of thinning out dramatically. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've driven that many times. So I've, I've used to live yeah. in Monroe and Shreveport, so I've driven that I twenty yeah. corridor many a time. So absolutely. How that goes. Well, I tell you what. Let's talk about your beer. Absolutely. What we're here for. So we've uh, we just your, uh, sipped on your triple here. We've all here had Devil's Harvest many, many, many times. We got some Susie B here to enjoy. So. Uh, you guys really, I mean, the biggest thing I think to talk about, Aaron, like uh, you, you mentioned a little earlier, Devil's Harvest killed it in paste rankings. I yeah. mean, that, that yeah, was pretty yeah. big. You beat out some pretty big names there. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was that was awesome. I'm still uh, I'm still grinning at that. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you you beat out again. Again, if folks don't know, Pace Magazine will do blind tastings of different styles of beer every once in a while. So they'll do stouts, or they'll do American IPAs, right. things like that. They had a session IPA tasting recently, and uh, Devil's Harvest from Southern Prohibition uh, that uh, Ben brewed actually won their blind tasting of session IPAs, beating Night Shift, Firestone Walker, Lawson's Finest Liquids. I mean, some of the best breweries in the country. Uh, you beat them out for that, so that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was unexpected, and uh, you know, um, that being said, you know, 
two years ago, that beer was a completely different beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of came together um, as a company, and we were like, look, you know, this, this brand is kind of just spinning its wheels. It's not necessarily losing any um, placements, but it's definitely not gaining any. So it was kind of like, you know, what do we want to do? do? Do we want to cut this and do something else? Um, and we opted to, to kind of to allow me to kind of just rework it and start playing with it. Um, and after about a, a year's worth of work, we were like, man, this is, you know, this is where it needs to be. Um, so we kind of went and rebranded the actual can to kind of totally separate um, the mindset of the consumer from the old beer to the new beer. Basically, we just kind of kept the name. Um, so, you know, we, we changed the hops up, changed the malt up, uh, dropped the ABV down. Um, and they completely did all the uh, color scheme and artwork on it. And we have been um, very happy with, uh, with with what we have now. So I, I love the it's fact that exciting. it's you, you call it a breakfast IPA because if there's nothing I want to do first thing in the morning is drink this beer. Makes yeah. me happy. <laughs> I don't yeah, even absolutely. drink coffee anymore now that this now that I know there's breakfast IPAs. That explains really no a lot for Tim. coffee. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's I mean, how do you pack so much flavor into such a small uh, ABV beer? I mean, you've got a lot of I mean it's 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 again, it's one of my and I hate to gush because I just don't want to be that kind of guy, but I mean literally this is probably one of my favorite IPAs of the summer, let alone a session. Um it just packs so much flavor into it. Uh, how do you do that? Yep, so you know, Basically, um, when I kind of went back and reworked everything, um, I, w- I was looking for looking for ways to a bring the ABV down. So that means you know um, lighter grain bill, which usually can you know that that can do different things for your hops. So if you have too many hops in there, then it's you know really off balance. So one of the things I wanted to add to it um, was a ton of flakes flakes grains. Mm-hmm. Um, flakes grains, you know, adding mouthfeel. Um, and they're also just kind of serving as an anchor for all that hop oil um, that's coming from the, the late edition hops in that beer. Um, so, you know, Devil's Harvest is getting zero um, kettle hops, all huge, uh, massive dose uh, during the whirlpool, and then a massive dry hop. Um, so okay. basic, basically, um, you know, that's kind of where the old breakfast uh, idea came from. I was like, you know, it's already got all these oats in here. It, it's it's getting cloudy because of the uh, the high hopping rates in the oats. Um, you know, it smells like uh, some kind of breakfast juice, and I was like, let's just call it a breakfast IPA. So it's a good conversation piece. I've had quite a few people just comment like breakfast IPA. You know, there was a discussion online today on a forum and one. It's like, what's the best beer to drink before ten a.m. Any no, beer. So. No, wait, I can't say Any that. Beer. I, I get in trouble. Double <laughs> bourbon barrel aged style. That's right. Well, well, speaking of breakfast, are you thinking about possibly having a variant with coffee in it? Because I am a coffee beer junkie. Coffee IPA specifically, right? Yes, yes, but yeah. all coffee beer. Right. So, yeah, I, um, you know, we, um, we haven't done a coffee beer yet, but it's definitely on my radar. That's good to know. That was Brian Hewitt, by the way. He is our field uh, operative that uh, that right. kind of chimes he in. He just every once sits in, a while. in and chimes in every now and then if he exactly. has something to say. There, exactly. So. And we're going to take a quick break right now. You're listening to Drink This Beer. We're talking with Ben Green. He's the head brewer for Mississippi's Southern Prohibition. We'll be back right after this. More Drink This Beer with Tim and Aaron coming up after this. Here at Drink This Beer, we love to bring you the stories behind the craft beer and brewers that you love. And we'd be grateful if you took the time out to check out our Patreon site. 
It's at patreon.com slash beer guys. If you choose to become one of our donors, we would really appreciate it. Plus, you get some awesome swag, including t-shirts, glasses, stickers, and some more stuff that's coming down the pike. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer, part of the Beer Guys Radio Network. Tell a friend and head to patreon.com slash beer guys. Cheers. Welcome back to Drink This Beer with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. And welcome back to Drink This Beer. We are talking to Ben Green. He's the head brewer for Mississippi Southern Prohibition Brewing, and we've just been enjoying some of their Devil's Harvest Breakfast IPA. Some more than others, but that's okay. What's well, a session? What? <laughs> what? Look, you can. How many takes did you have? I only had two takes to bring okay, us I back. Okay, all right. In, I'm so. sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop with the chatter. But uh, Ben, I've just opened Susie B here. Can you tell us about this beer? Yeah. So Susie B was our uh, our first beer um, we did, and you know earlier we had kind of spoke about hey uh there's still a lot of people drinking macros all over the place so we were like hey we need an entry level beer um as we're you know a new brewery um we we need this entry level beer to kind of get as many people uh drinking as possible um because we need to keep the lights on yeah so and a a blonde air is very approachable like that too it's kind of a, a good entry level beer more than anything else yeah, a- yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we wanted something that, you know, somebody could drink before a ball game on the creek, um, you know, with with dinner, um, you know, something you could bring over to your neighbor's house when he's, you know, under the carport out there and he's not going to completely turn his nose up at it. I don't um, like that fancy beer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, um, so Susie B was born. Um, it is uh, 5%. Or so, so it's not total total session, but um, it, it you can drink several of them too. Um, and I guess that just depends on how much you can actually drink. So you know, maybe maybe some people maybe it is a, a session beer, enough. right? Exactly. Yeah, so. it, it depends on how hard you try it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so we're looking at a, uh, a a good bit of wheat in that beer, um, about twenty percent wheat, has a little bit of honey malt in it, um, and then you know we're just kind of laying it down with. Um, some Vanguard and Mosaic hops on the end, just to kind of get a little spicy and a little fruity note on the end there. Yeah, the honey honey malt is pronounced. I really get that honey uh, more than anything else in that one. Yeah, it's tasty. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's a good drinking beer. Definitely. So you also have another one, uh, double IPA for a crowd control, which is one of my favorites again too. So uh, it's almost a very similar style, almost a kicked up style from your Devil's Harvest. Uh, is that kind of what you were looking for, or is this is that just happenstance? Yeah. So. We um we just really love hops. So <laughs> as do it, I. It, that's you know, a quote. You should use that in marketing. <laughs> that's a perfect hops. line. That's right. <laughs> Southern Prohibition. It's a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> and we like hops. There that's you right. go. So, um, but no, you know, is is I'm not necessarily a uh, a style elitist or anything like that. Um, that's all fine and dandy for some people. Um, I think that craft beer is kind of more about expressing yourself. And to me, I am more excited about flavors and new things. Um, not necessarily trends, but sometimes trends can be good. Sometimes they can be bad. Sure. Um, I, basically, I'm, I just don't want to adhere to uh, some kind of strict standard where they're like, oh, your Blondel is too dark or your Blondel has too much aroma or too much bitterness. Um you know, if it if it tastes good and it's well made, um, then you know, go for it. Yeah, that's so, something I've had discussion many times about. That's uh, 
Brian that chimes in. He's too busy drinking to chime in much, but Brian and I homebrew together. And uh, when we started homebrewing, I had read all the books, and I said, I, let's stick to style. And my main purpose was I want to stick to style to see, to check our skill level. And Brian's, yeah. let's put everything we have in the house in this beer. Let's make a dark saison with currants. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. that's he's and like other let's things just too. Yes, let's just get crazy with it. And uh, so, but Brian, as you'll admit, once we took it back and we learned the basics a little bit, we got a little crazier. So, you know, I think the the styles can be a good guideline, but I think there's some people that are almost militant about it, Ben. That uh, oh, absolutely. You know, and we talk about like entering competitions, and you'll have an absolutely fantastic, amazing beer that just doesn't fit a category in a competition. So it. It can't it win that out, yeah. just because it doesn't conform. So, exactly. And then you, you have know, ex- so it, there's there's that classic you know um, small brewery brew pub uh, lineup. You know you have a stout, you have an amber, and you have a very bitter IPA. Um, mm-hmm. And you know for the longest time that was kind of the norm around the country. Everybody produced like those three beers, and it's probably all you produce. And you know, I'm happy to see people, you know, doing other things and, you know, trying other things. And, you know, there's, there's more out there than, than just those three beers. And, you know, if you want to if you want to take your Blondell and put three pounds per gallon of Amarillo hop in it, then, you know, by all means, go right ahead. And that's, that's awesome. I'm sure I'm sure I would enjoy it more than the regular blonde. So, yeah, exactly. And again, it's all about experimentation. You get that chance to do that. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it works you're able to go ahead and, and hit on something. So I'm not sure why yeah. everybody thought they had to adhere to the uh, Reinheitsgeschmorken law that was out there. I forget what the... Reinheitskabot? There, that's the Thank one. You. Yeah. 16's my limit on Reinheitskabots. So. <laughs> that's right. They're so good with sound. Yes. Definitely. No, but it did, you know, a lot. People stuck to it, and and it's fun. The thing is, is I think that, that that's adhering to styles kind of goes totally against kind of the ethos of what American craft beer is about. You know, that's uh, that's why other countries and people are looking to American craft beer now is because our guys did say, you know, I'm going to do something different here. I'm going to because, uh, you know, Sierra Nevada did say I'm going to put a ridiculous amount of hops in this. And when people yeah. tell me it's a bad beer and it's too bitter, I'm going to tell them, no, it's not. This is a good beer, you know, and yeah. that's this is how we get to where we are here. So, yeah, you know, just because it's too bitter for you doesn't mean it's too bitter for someone else. Right. You know? um, Americans are kind of like the new Belgians, you know, like. They were, you know, they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff for for a long time, and complete sure. opposite of you know how the Germans were treating their product and beer, and yeah, like you said, now everybody's kind of looking to America for uh, all this innovative yeah. uh, stuff we're doing. I mean, Stones going over to Germany, and we had a, a brewer from uh, from the Atlanta metro area actually go to Ireland to run right. one of the big yeah. breweries to Galway there. Bay over there. Yeah, exactly. so yeah, they're trying to kind of catch our fire and and I remember back in the day I was I'm, I'm an old guy like Tim you know when you go to a brew pub it was awesome to have like Newcastle and Guinness and a lot of those beers but you know and having Sam Adams was a real treat but nowadays it's completely opposite where it's all domestic beers and maybe one or two foreign so it's yeah, a good trend absolutely. yeah definitely so what's coming up for for you guys what do you guys have uh, going on uh here at, at Southern Prohibition so you know currently we are um Currently, we are focusing on a couple new seasonals that will be coming out. Um, we're focusing on some small batch stuff. Um, most of that is ridiculously hot, uh, hazy IPAs. 
Um, and then we have our Walden Wood stuff kind of going on right now um, as well, and that is our clean and quote-unquote dirty um, barrel uh, program. And uh, you've also got are going to show the Atlanta market some love too, as what I've heard. Yeah, so you know we've got a um, we've got a new double dry hopped IPA, a new double dry hopped IPA uh, called Paradise Walls. Um, that's going to um, that you know we're we're basically sending out to a couple small markets. I say I say small. We're actually sending them to our two largest markets. Yeah, but relatively speaking, um, of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know we're we're sending some uh, sending some of this up to uh, to Atlanta, and uh, it, it's delicious. Very cool. I'm Atlanta and Nashville get this treat. Is that right? That's correct. So you know we're looking at um, I don't remember the exact ABV off my head. Um, it's uh, hovering around eight percent ABV. Um, ton of oat malt in this and uh, flaked oats. You know, we're we're looking at probably about twenty percent um, oats in this beer. So for all those that hate the uh, hazy beers, then uh, you probably don't want to pick this one up. Um, it's also, you know, we're also looking at about three pounds per gallon on the dry hop. Um, Denali um, mosaic. And there's a third one in there. I can't remember. Uh, Citra. Okay. So, yeah, the, the, the three, like, cool kid hops. That's right. I like that. That's right up my alley. I the like, cool I, kids yes. on the block. Exactly. With so. beer. Very yeah, cool. That's, so, Ben, um, anything else that we haven't mentioned that you want folks to know about Southern Prohibition? Um, man. It's a tough question, know, I, I know. This, it's... That that is that's you know I got I got to ponder Put him on the spot. See, you promised him no trick questions, Aaron, and then I go. Well, I wasn't the one who asked the trick I, question. I, that you was made you. The promises oh, I true. broke them, man. That's true. So, that's yeah. It. Um, we uh, we we would like everybody to come down and uh, see us, but uh, here in Hattiesburg. But we also want we want all our markets to have a lot of love too. You know, we we opened mm-hmm. up the tap room. Um, and we, we don't want to abandon, um, you know, our last four years worth of work, you know, building all these great relations and trying to send all these beers these, uh, to these different uh, great bars and stuff um, in our market. So, you know, this is classic examples, the Paradise Lost that Atlanta's getting, you know, that, that's, a, that's a, a crazy beer that, you know, probably makes more sense to actually sell small batch inside the tap room, but this is a beer we want to actually get out to market and get to the masses. Um, so we, we have not forgotten our markets, even though the tap room is open. Awesome. Cool. Ben Green, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it on uh, Drink This Beer. Yeah, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Cheers. Well, thanks for listening to Drink This Beer. If you like the show, please don't forget to subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, check out our other show, Beer Guys Radio. Follow us on the socials at, socials at Beer Guys Radio 2. Easy for me to say. Have a great one, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. More beer stories? Head to BeerGuysRadio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Want more craft beer news? Listen to the Beer Guys Radio Show, available every Saturday morning. Drink this beer. Produced and developed by Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Part of the Beer Guys Media Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com.